The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, October 22nd, opening day of duck season. Who cares? There's no water. There's not many of them out there, but I've got guys live in the blind this morning. We'll be checking in at a couple areas about their expectations and what kind of results they may get with a late call to check them be- right before 8 o'clock before we get off the air. We're going to be kicking it around today with Captain Rick Powers is going to join us in just a minute. We're going to be talking about everything going on with crab season right around the corner, too. Captain Jay Lopes is out catching sturgeon in the Delta. We'll be checking in with him. Justin Leonard's been pounding the Delta Stripers including big fish, some of the best offerings out there. I think his fish weighed over 30 pounds in the photo I got this week. So those stripers are definitely getting active out there. Nate Kelsch has got all the info on Berryessa. They've been dropping the water. Everything's kind of a little low on the launch ramp, but it's still difficult, but still launchable. And that's exactly all we need to hear. If you can get... if you can get the boat in the water, that's all that counts. Captain James Nets will be hooking up with us. He's talking about Delta Stripers in the metro and Delta area. Gary Irk, the president of the California and the Fisheries Foundation, is here to talk about the egg collection from the Department of Fish and Wildlife for Kokanee this year. A very successful collection season. Steve Carson's back from one of his long-range trips. He said it was phenomenal. I'll let you tell him all about it. Tim Knoxon will be joining us live on the water at Eagle Lake. J.D. Ritchie's got the Pyramid Lake story for us. And, of course, Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us to give you more freshwater opportunities all over. Let's waste no time right now. Let's go up to Bodega Bay, and let's climb on the new sea angler with Captain Rick Powers right now. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Seth. Good morning, Rick. little change up in our schedule this morning. I was really pleased to see your name show up on the board. I think Mr. I think Mr. Smith has slept in this morning, but we'll find out later on. I'm glad you're here and glad you've got some time to join us. Rick, everything's getting ready for crab season. It opens up November 5th. What's the latest? What are you hearing? Guys are excited about the opportunity. I know it because my wife is. Well, you know, we're excited about it, Seth. Last season was was really good for us. We did something new. We were using hoop rings instead of traps. And we were a little leery. We didn't know how it worked, but uh, it worked great. We were able to get full limits of Dungeness crabs for every client that stepped on board right through the whole rock cod season. So we were doing our combos, rock cod, ling cod, and crab, and everybody walked off with 10 right up until December 31st. So we're, we're anxious to get out there and get going. Rick, what kind of condition are the crabs going to be in early? Have they, you know, did they dump a shell lately? Is, are they meeting up and muscling up inside? Well, you know something, Sep? There was no pressure on the crabs this last spring. Nobody fished, rec or commercial. So I'm predicting a banner season. I think we're going to have big crabs and lots of them. Oh, I hope so. And just stuff full of meat. So much so, they got to go through an extra shell or two this year would be nice. Well, Rick, the hoops have made a big difference to guys. It requires a lot more attention when you're out there. It's not like dropping them, setting them, and checking them tomorrow, is it? 
No, it isn't. It's, it's not like a trap where you leave it overnight and let it soak. Uh, you actually have to tend the gear every two hours. Um, you got to be diligent. You got to fish. We're running these combo trips, so you have to fish fairly close to your crab gear. And, uh, you know, a, a crab, a hoop ring is different than a trap because the crabs, they, they, hopefully you set it in the right spot and you bait it properly and the crabs crawl in, they dine and they dash. So the idea is logistically, you got to pull it before they leave. Interrupt so, their dinner um, as best, interrupt dinner as best you can. Exactly. But it worked, you know, it works really well. Uh, it's a little more labor intensive, but, uh, we were successful every doggone trip. We never, uh, we never missed. We, we actually got them every trip and, uh, we're hoping this year follows suit. The fact that nobody was on them during the spring, I think it's going to be good. Well, that's, that's great information. I hope you have one of the banner seasons where we need something banner going on out there. There's, that's for sure. The salmon fishing has been great, but that is pretty much wiped out now. Are you seeing any or hearing any contact with salmon out there right now? You know, there's a few fish being taken, but I have to tell you, it's been very slow. Most of the guys have given up. Wing cod fishing has been off the hook. I think on my boat, we've caught over 500 ling cod in the last month and a half. It's been wide open ling cod, excellent rock cod. You throw some crab along with it and you can't beat it. Well, it's a great opportunity to get out there, folks. The, the photos I'm seeing on the rock and ling action up and down the coast are phenomenal. Huge, huge fish this year for some reason. I think the efforts in recovery have uh, been great. I think uh, the people that are bouncing around from one of the pinnacles out there to another are saving fish for the future. But I know you got a few waypoints marked out there that you like to hit yourself. Yeah, well... Been doing it for a while. Yeah, uh, love it. <laughs> more more waypoints than anybody on the West Coast is my guess. Yeah, we all have our our, our little spots, nooks and crannies that like to fish spots that other guys haven't, and uh, there are still some. So anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, let me tell you, these crab combos are are our family trips up, and, and you know everybody gets involved. We like the customers to bait jars, you know, ten traps, measure crabs. It's good for the whole family. And any time you can get out, recreate, maybe see some whales, catch some crabs, catch some rock cod, some lingcod, and bring bring home uh, the bounty to see, it's a good day. Absolutely. Well, I understand there's still a ton of whales that are out there right now, and everybody's concerned about entanglement. But if you're using the hoops, it really doesn't make any difference. You can have hoops out without the uh, chances, or you still have a chance of entanglement, but it's not as severe as if they're getting caught in the traps and dragging traps all over the place. So it looks to me like commercial might be held off a little bit. Is that what you're sensing too or hearing? You know, I, I there's nothing definitive on that yet. Uh, I'm getting the feeling that we'll open uh, as normal, but uh, I haven't heard anything. I really don't know what's what's going on with the commercial sector. I hear rumors, but really don't know uh, the last couple of seasons we were out there and they weren't for the first part of the season and uh um there is a disparity on you know number of traps and that type of thing you know they got a lot of gear that goes in the water and uh if we're out there by ourselves i'll tell you it's uh some pretty phenomenal crabbing if there's some around so we're uh we're anxious to get out there and uh, partake well rick give them all the hookup information they need so they can get on board the new sea angler and have a great day on the water with you all right, Seth. If somebody wants to get in touch with us in Bodega and do some uh, Dungeness crabbing and catch some rock cod and ling cod, uh, fishing's been off the hook. You can reach us at 
875-3495. They should call their favorite charter boat because I will tell you that uh, we're booking up. We're getting a lot of reservations. It's going to be a, a great year, I think so. Now, the coolest thing about the whole thing, and you touched on it already, is everybody gets to participate. You don't sit there and watch, folks. You're doing it all. You're part of the crew when it's crab time out there. Make sure you get on board. Make sure, like Rick says, you get some of the bounty of the ocean, too. Rick, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. Seth, it's been great talking to you. You have a great day. All right. I'm going to park you on hold where you like to live. Here you go. I appreciate you being there. Captain Rick Powers with the new Sea Angler. And I want to thank Captain Jay Lopes. I'm going to get to you in one second, Jay. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back from this, it's Captain Jay Lopes, Delta Sturgeon Action with Right Hook Sport Fishing, right after this. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay, or Northern California's coast? The California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips, where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiber glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.cal CaliforniaDawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle. Head to Dixon and check out Ron Duprat. Ford. You'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers. I know I sure do. Family owned and operated since 1956, it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the President's Award for excellence in customer service and sales. When it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got, go to the best. Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon, the number one Ford parts and service department in Northern California. It's where I go for all my needs, sales or service. Take the short drive from high prices. Check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll-free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy anyplace else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness, ride, comfort, and great fishability. And Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher Boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And God Fishing Marine's trained cell staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage, all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at God Fishing Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. 
Com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and uh, can't uh, we got a fishing trip coming up Monday if the wind's not blowing? I'm not afraid of wind. Neither am I, except it's blowing 40 mile an hour, and it's at Pyramid Lake, and <clears> that <throat> can be like six foot rollers out there with white caps on top, like Clear Lake on a tournament day. Sep. Oh, I know fine. you damn bulletproof guys. You know, I talked. I, you know, you know, you knew that that JD and I were gonna, you know, we were gonna communicate before the trip, right? You, yeah, you I, know I saw the pile of plastic. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we might he might have he he was like, hey, can I keep this on the download? But yeah, it's yeah, download. Yeah, Alan so. Fong's telling everybody about it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we we did that and uh, and and you know talked a little bit about. Uh, I'm gonna bring up a couple of rods too because we're gonna experiment with some stuff. Well, we should definitely be uh, popping and uh, doing a little that stuff. They, what do they call that dead minnow on the bottom? Well, he's got it. Yeah, he's he's got it all figured out. So. I got some flutter spoons. I'm taking myself too. I thought that might be a nice little trick. Hey, speaking of nice little tricks, Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing is out in the Delta chasing sturgeon lately, and he has been doing one hell of a job. I keep seeing these photos that pop up, thinking I need to get out there with him again. Good morning, Captain. You with me? Yeah, we're here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. sir. The action at Pyramid Lake is blowing 40 miles an hour today. Tell me a different story down here in our California Delta. Well, we have a little breeze here this morning. Um, it blew all night. It started blowing yesterday. We fished in elements yesterday. Um, it's blowing right now, but it's supposed to taper off as uh, the sun comes up. It's blowing out of the west. Um, it's, but um, it's going to change. We have a big north wind coming tomorrow, I guess. Um, but right now, it looks like we're going to be in for a decent day of fishing and if everything lines up with the current and the winds, we'll, we'll definitely load up on some fish again today. What time are your tides, your best opportunities this morning? Uh, this morning is the best. Uh, I would have to say the bottom of the outgo. The last few days have been really, really sweet to us um, up until about 930. The downfall with this wind, the direction it's coming, is going to limit us. So we're going to take advantage of it while we still have enough current to hold the boat straight. But then we'll get a shot on the first part of the incoming. And, uh, yeah, no, it's just been phenomenal, phenomenal fishing down here all week. It's, uh, man, Sep, it's, it's pretty crazy. We landed over 50 sturgeon in the last four days. My so goodness, it's, that, it's that is good fishing. They're obviously there on the chomp. Are you starting to see water temperatures drop a little bit? Yeah, we're, uh, we're down in the mid sixties now, 65. Finally, everything's starting to drop. We are starting to see, uh, the repercussion of the water temps drop is is the weeds are starting to show up just a little bit. So a lot of times when the temps start to drop, the weeds start to die off just, you know, slowly. And then uh, we're starting to see some of that. But that's, that's what we want. It's, it's fall fishing. We should have already been in this water temp a couple weeks ago. It's just now getting here. But they're liking it. They're starting to group up. And uh, we want the temp to drop even more. And this will really congregate the fish. It'll make it catch some days. Jay, is the uh, temperature and everything's obviously throwing fish uh a little bit of a curve as well as the anger is a little bit of a curve by not having the temperatures we expect this time of year. Is that causing you to try different locations or different depths? Are they hanging out in the same place? Or are they everywhere right now? No, they're actually, they're a void in some areas. So where we were last week and the week before, there's no fish in that area. They actually dropped down. We had big, uh, small tides last week. And what happens when that, um, 
occurs, the fish seek deeper water for movement. And so where we were on the bigger tides we had for a good week, week and a half, we were up in the Sherman Island area, Sherman Lake, St. Island, the flats up there towards the power lines. There was fish scattered out all up there. Well, here, once the tides got small a few days ago, and now they're starting to ramp up. Um, but when those tides got small, those fish were sneaking deeper water. And so a lot of the fish we're seeing is right here in the Pittsburgh Straits from the power plant down to, say, McAvoy's. Um, it's all 40, 50, 60 foot of water, and the place was just loaded. Uh, we saw a lot, of, a lot of volume of fish. I mean, some days we're going to see an excess of 60 jumpers. You know, fish just randomly jumping throughout the day. So the, the volume is here. They're still there. So um, until the tides start to really build, and they'll flush back into the flats. But we're going to focus in the deeper water. Are you with me? Somebody just lost me a think, phone call. I think we I think we lost Mr. Lopes in there, Seth. How about that? Well, that's just the way it runs around here occasionally. We'll have to deal <laughs> with that. If you'd like to get on board with Right Hook Sport Fishing's Captain Jay Lopes and get in on some of this great Delta Sturgeon action that's going on out there, it's going to last for quite some time. He's back. Then let's go back to Jay. I was just wrapping everything up and starting to give your phone numbers and stuff. Yeah. You still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Best yep. bait offerings. What's it? What are they going to uh, be? Fishing, what do you want to lay out? That's the fishing, best offering. We're fishing salmon roe. Uh, there's also fish biting on eel for us. I know some of the guys fishing shrimp are catching fish. Like I say they're, they're actually eating right now, so I don't think it really matters what you put down there. Um, there's such an opportunistic feeder when they're actively biting. I don't think you just put a bait down there and they'll bite it. I'm sure, but we are fishing our salmon roe pretty heavy. Well, that's exactly the way it works best. You know, whatever it takes to get them to bite. The interesting thing is that there's these areas with nothing. And to me, that's telling me that they're feeding on certain things that time, that period of time. Are you seeing the same thing happening? Yes, exactly. They start keying on certain baits, you know, certain times of year and where they're at. Um, but they're, you know, right here in front of the power plant is, you know, down to Macboy is a big old hard bottom area. It's easier for them to get the clams. And, you know, it's just a good food source for them, the place to get for them to load up on the food. So, yeah, they definitely seek certain areas. Well, folks, get a hold of somebody with some knowledge like Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. Go out and learn. Pick his brain so you can go out and do it on your own. Or you might find it's more economical just to go out with a guide whenever you feel like it and don't have that boat payment and all those other things. It's up to you. But what a great way to learn and a great trip. And I know because I've done it with him several times. Jay, thanks for hooking up with us. Good luck to you and your clients out there today. And we'll see you again real soon, my friend. All right. Thanks. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for checking in. We appreciate it. Boy, it's been a crazy morning. Do any of the buttons work? Uh, uh, anybody awake? Is some, anybody calling in? It's some, kind of one of those deals. Yeah, well, I know what it is. It's opening day of duck season. We got Justin Leonard out there. It is, and you know, and he's setting up, and he's got everything set, and he's figuring I got the time, and maybe he doesn't even have cell phone coverage out there this yeah, morning. We Who just knows? don't know, and I know we we I did when my started my show so kind of reminded because the bass fishermen we spend so much time this time of year out in Frank's Track and Sherman Lake and those places where. Uh, we fish around those duck blinds all the time, but now those duck blinds are going to have people in them. So. You know, 
want to remind everybody of that. I was waiting for you to say those duck blinds will have people in them with guns. With guns, yes, with guns. <laughs> a little more definitive reason not, not the, to blast through plastic decoys. Not that that's ever uh, happened in the Delta. No. Uh, yeah, right. But anyway, this it happens at pheasant season too. You guys, will, it does. You guys will pop up. Yeah, and that'll be that's in a couple of weeks. Usually the first Saturday in November, we'll see that. Our clubs, Quail Point Hunt Club, opens up today. Also, they yep. got a busy line out there. You can bet on. Let's it right call now. him and see no, how he's doing. I'm not going to call <laughs> David let's call, Martin. Let's call David. See how he's doing. I know what it's like out there. They got all these guys that wished they were out duck hunting. So yeah. many of the refuges and so many things have been. Well, everything's Klamath, late started. No Klamath water. Empty. What's the other one up there that has no uh, water? Too late. Klamath, the uh, Klamath Basin. And there's, then just, I, there's just no water. I've been receiving a whole series of stuff from the department. Uh, waterfowl season opens on blah, blah, blah. However, there's all these places yeah. are shutting down because of low water situations. They the are. Ocean unit in Humboldt County shut down. You can't duck hunt up there. Just a whole a large a large population of our of our duck clubs are rice you know they're rice fields and they're either still in the middle of the harvest if they did get rice but uh, but there was a, a very large percentage of our rice fields that were not planted this year. Well, you know our causeway is prime mm-hmm. right now. They yeah. had the water on there. They're doing some decomp and everything. Last week when I left here, two ducks I saw flying. Two ducks. Yeah, there two were some ducks. birds on it uh, when I went over it earlier this week. Uh, uh, I saw some birds down on the causeway. I was down actually uh, hanging out with Mark Blanton at Gone Fish and Marine. But it was uh, uh, there were there were a few birds on it. But I mean that if you have water, you're going to have great opportunities. That's going to be the thing uh, this year. And, and obviously, we'll be talking to guides that do have water and do have fields. And uh, I would, the, the whole atmosphere isn't there. You're not wearing calls around your neck. It's I don't. Not. We didn't talk about guys using calls out on the road. It's yeah. Kind of a frustrating yeah. thing. And my biggest concern is avian cholera, avian influenza. Mm-hmm. When you start packing birds into small areas where there's little water. Right. Ooh. Right. No, and, and that's that that's what happens. Those birds just, just pile up. And a lot of geese already down set. You know, if, you, uh, if you're around the Delta or any of that area, you'll see a lot of the Speckervilla geese. A few snow geese starting to show up, but a lot of the specks are here. Uh, and they've just bypassed that, that far north area, the northeast corner up there. Uh, for the most part, and continued on into the valley. Well, you know, guys like Randy Pringle, he's all set up down there. He's got the Los Banos area. Yeah, and they're not going to put water on their club till later in November, just uh, solely so they're going to get one shot of water, so they're going to keep it. Uh, they're going to actually postpone it at Randy's club for a few weeks, and uh, they know they're getting one shot before, and anything else they're going to need is going to be rainfall. So. Well, Mike Ogney is off in the blind today. We'll be checking in with him oh, here late at the show. He's up uh, Lamb, what is it, Lamb? Lamberton? Lambertville? Lambertville. Lambertville. Yeah. yeah. You got, they have so many villes up in that neck right. of the woods, you never know which one it is. Exactly right. But and he, he's up there today and he's hoping for the best results he can get to. Well, it is opening day and that's, that's the cool part. And, uh, and it, the weather's starting to feel like fall. So that part, uh, uh, you know, if it's, it, duck season sucks when it's 70. Yeah, but it's all falling right in line with our trip to Pyramid. So I got I heavy stuff out. I got lightweight stuff out. I saw a guy yesterday fishing Pyramid, 10 o'clock in the morning. Shirt, T-shirt, short yeah. sleeves. Yeah. Ain't going to happen today out there. That's Probably sure. not. In a bit. We got, you know, we got actually some chance of snow on the Sierras. So that's a good thing. Well, you duck hunters that are out there, uh, I wish you all the luck in the world today. I hope your anticipation uh, is met with some good results. So 35, 40 years, you and I've been hanging out. And now you finally wrote me in to go and trout fishing.
Well, it, I must have had a moment of it weakness. It took a 20 and 30 pound opportunity to get it you to go up. It kind of did. I, the pyramid thing intrigues me how they fish for them and, and how big they are. Every way you can possibly imagine. Marilyn and I used to pull five of diamonds out there, but we'll be talking to JD about that in a little bit. Let's uh, get hooked up with our good friend Justin Leonard live in the blind. Check on uh, some of the shooting going on out there. Well, there better not be any going on for about an hour or more until. The right time hits here. Let's go live in the blind right now. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, guys. What are you doing in a blind today? I can't call you a captain in a blind unless you're floating. No, I'm not floating today. All right, what do you got? Where are you? Got your head down? It's nice and dark out there. Have you already got decoy set? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. It's it's working like crazy to get everything finished up here, but... It should be good to go, and we're looking forward to it. What are your expectations? What do you think is going to happen? What have you been seeing out there? Something's got you out there today. I want seven greenheads, but realistically, it's probably not going to happen. That's what happens when we got remote coverage out there. Yeah, Justin, you're kind of coming in, coming in and going out a little bit. If you could stand up a bit, it would probably help. I'm only so tall, Seth. (laughs) <laughs> that's well, true he wants seven mallards that's what he's telling you oh, i understand the greenheads i yeah. i saw a photo yesterday of the guy standing there with seven greenheads and i'm going now wait a minute i hope that's last year's photo that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah there wasn't a date on it which was really interesting well justin you had some tremendous results with a beautiful fish striper fishing this week tell our listeners about it real quick and what's going on with the striper bite yeah we were uh well- down to the delta has just been phenomenal as long as it doesn't blow but it's been really good fishing down there the whole bottom end broad flue area and everything pretty much surrounding that area um some days the troll bite's good some days it's not so good so it's kind of good to be able to cast or if you want to bring minnows bring minnows but casting or spooning's been really good too but uh striped right down there in the delta's been really good and we got one that was 13 pounds here the other day so some nice fish in the river system but a lot of schoolie sized fish, you know, 19 to 22 inches is most of our keepers and some extra bonus fish. But the school of fish, you know, in right now aren't aren't the larger fish, but it's still good fishing right now. Um, and then that real big one, it was just over 30 pounds it's up on the river. We were kind of salmon fishing and checking things out. And we can't help ourselves but throw a little bit of top water on it. So it, it worked and we got a big one on it. Yeah, you certainly did. Big old white top water bait will do it for you just about any time. Ask Alan Fong what the favorite color is. He'll say white. That's just the way it works yep. everywhere right now. You know, these impulse strikes that these fish take on these uh, bait fish out there, they are just amazing. And when you see the blow-ups, like you must have seen with that 30-pounder, you must have been a happy camper. Oh, man. It bit. Oh, no. <laughs> So I was a light gear, but it was fun. We made it happen, so. Well, that's what it's all about. Well, Justin, I wish you guys a lot of luck out there today. I hope you see some ducks. I hope you get the shots at the uh, at your uh, mallards, and it's just a matter of time. What time does shooting start today? Uh, 6.50-something, 6.53, I think. Yeah. Usually, Mike Ogney told me this yesterday afternoon. He goes, I start shooting right after everybody else does. <laughs> that's pretty much a good safe bet yeah unless some guy starts real early well justin i know you got a lot to do out there take care of your clients get down in the blind and have fun out there today but before you go give them the hookup information for outcast guide service so they can get a hold of you whether they want to get in the blind or go out fishing for some of those big stripers with you absolutely facebook and instagram has everything you need but my contact number 530-277-6870 all right guy put your head down have a good day out there and good luck to you thank you 
Captain Justin Leonard, live in the blind, having some fun up there today. Hopefully, they'll have a good time. Let's take a quick break right now, reorganize, see where we are, and uh, take off from there. But I guarantee you, we've got RVs and destinations right after this quick break. Y'all stick around. You're going to give up. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. Lorenz is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lorenz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorenz Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Brad's sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's super baits and cut plugs killers for salmon, trout, and kokanee. And here's a tip. If you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's killer fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for RVing and Destination, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hi, everybody. I've got some great ideas for your security and peace of mind when you're out RVing or camping or traveling in the outdoors. You know, every newbie must have certain things. There's no question about it. Some of them are inexpensive. Some of them are very expensive. But there's things called uh, glamorous camping things, better known as glamping, that allow RVers to have some security and peace of mind, and that's a great way to start off on your RVing vacations. Check this out. 
Did you know that all RV door locks are usually keyed similar with just a very few varieties in the key codes? That's right. All the door locks, all the deadbolts, and even all your exterior lower storage space around the bottom. I could tell you my key number right now, and it would be the same as yours. We can open up our neighbors. They can open up you. Low lives can open those doors anytime they want because they've got the key too. There's a company out there that sells a lot of stuff. But first, if you don't believe me, check out your keys and check out a key of your friends out there that's got an RV and see if you can't open up each other's storage units and maybe even their doors. Not a good feeling when you leave your RV behind with a dog or a cat or something in it. Wouldn't be a very good idea. Well, for security and peace of mind, here's another one for you. You might want to check out RVLock.com. That's right. These guys make a, it's a push button lock that replaces your entire door lock. I don't have any idea how much it costs. I just know I've got an electric bike in there that I want to protect. And I'm sure you've got something too. RVLock.com. You can order it over the internet. It's simple to install. Comes with a fob, no less. You can push a button and it unlocks your RV door for you. And the second item that is becoming more and more a necessity with everything going on in our wonderful world these days is a security camera. And I know big systems are expensive and my God, imagine them in an RV. Well, there's a company out there called RioLink. And they've got a solar and battery powered unit with a 13 foot cord with a security camera on it with memory card. It loop records. It has motion detectors on it. So it picks up whenever anything's close by to your vehicle and it can be used indoor, outdoors, wherever you want to keep an eye on things and you can move it back and forth. And it sends you a text message or an email whenever you have somebody real close. And that's just two glamping newbie ideas that you might want to think about. Change your RV locks over. That new company, RVLock.com's got the answer there. And I think RioLink, R-E-O-L-I-N-K, has got the security camera system that you'll definitely enjoy. Take care and be safe out there while you're camping. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, look, Kent, we're 10 seconds ahead. Here's a miracle. No, we're not. <laughs> Here's a miracle <laughs> no, in we're itself. Not. Hey, let's head up to Lake Berryessa and hook up with the man himself from Big Nate's Guide Service. Nate Kels joins us live on the water from Lake Berryessa this morning. Good morning, Nate. Hey, good morning, Seth. Well, tell us about it. What's it been like this last week while I've been goofing around doing other stuff? 
Well, I had, I had hoped that the bite would uh, would turn back on for us and uh, go back to being red hot. However, that wasn't the case. Um, the the water continues to drop. Uh, the launch ramp is uh, real, real crappy. Um, it's it's all broken up down there at Markley, and uh, you know, I mean, the the bite isn't terrible by any means, but the trout have kind of turned off, and the king salmon are uh, they're still there for the taking. But our our numbers have dropped uh, to down below um, below about ten fish per uh, per trip on the hookup ratio. Um, we're getting some big ones still, but uh, we're not we're not quite getting the numbers that we were getting a couple weeks ago. Well, as this water cools down, fish are going to change a little bit. The actions are going to move around there. Those king salmon are going to probably, if we ever get any rain, they're going to move moving north. The trout will be putting on the feed bags if they haven't already, and they're going to start chasing all those minnows. And you and I have both seen those schools of minnows. They're going to be some fat trout in that lake this year. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's not that we're not seeing the marks. It's just that they've just uh, kind of went lockjaw on us. Well, I think um, they're more than lockjaw. I think they're just so damn full they don't care. They're down there belching all the time. That that could definitely be the case. And, you know, they're, they're making it a little tough on me. Um, you know, we're having to pretty much throw the whole kitchen sink at them every day and, uh, you know, start off slow and then, speed up and then go back to slow then speed back up again you know it's 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 you know it's becoming a game of cat and mouse but we're uh, we're we're winning we're winning most of the time well have you gone down to totally desperate like i'm on the verge of doing and just gonna slow roll some anchovies on a bendo so it's got a nice bend in it just bear yep we did we uh we were actually doing that yesterday and did and, you get uh, did, have- did you get any tails torn off while you're doing that we did, and we also we also caught some fish. We got uh, we got three nice kings that way, um, you know. But still, uh, still the the best way to get them is, has been uh, has been going fast. Now, when um, we're, you're talking fast, a lot of folks, including me, had no idea that there were lures out there made to go the speed of what those uh, Trinidad optimizers do. Tell them about fast trolling. What it really means. Well, we're going anywhere from three three on up to uh, four miles an hour at times. Um, you know, we're we're getting a little wake behind the boat, and uh, when those fish crush it, I mean, it's 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 on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's uh, these optimizers. If you haven't seen them, folks, they're a little pricey, but they sure move through the water, and they'll move to the water with the right action at seven, eight miles an hour too. Yes, they so, will. So they really cook. It's a uh, kind of a heavy version, not as bent as, but it's kind of on the 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 uh, ilk of a speedy shiner type setup. And folks, these things do the job, and so do the speedy shiners. And uh, how important is it to keep the colors of the lures that you're pulling close to your minnows? Does it make any difference, or can you pull a black lure and get the same amount of hits you would if you were pulling a black and silver or blue and silver? Well, right right now, the uh, the darker colors have been outperforming uh, anything else. Um, the the cop car has been really good. Um, we've been pulling one that's been like purple, purple and black. It's been working well. Um, you know, and the the fish are moving up in the water column. Um, we we got a fish as high as twenty five feet uh, yesterday. So, uh, you know, you gotta you just really gotta keep mixing up your color scheme so you find some that they're zeroing in on. Um, don't don't be afraid to switch up and try any color that you have. Um, it's changing day to day. Absolutely, that's what happens this time of year. You know, it might be fall already up at Eagle Lake and other places, but down here in the valley, it was warm here just a couple of days ago. So it's going to take a little bit longer for things to cool down here. The air's getting cooler all the time. The bite's going to get going. 
and it should be pretty decent here in late fall. At least we're all keeping our fingers crossed for us. I'm more concerned about the ramp. Uh, last time I was there two weeks ago, it was okay going down there, a little narrow and everything going down and pretty steep at the last minute. Now you're saying it's a little gravelly. Is it gravelly on the trailer or gravelly on your back tires on your vehicle? It's it's not gravelly. It's uh, the cement's pretty much gone. Um, you have about six to seven foot of a uh, ramp underwater, and then there's about a 10-inch drop-off. Um, and it's it's all broken up on both sides. Your trailer will not sit even in the water. Um, to put the boat back on, it's it's pretty cattywampus. Um, so you know it's it's in bad shape. There there's no other way to uh, to put it. Any plans for that you're aware of for them moving down to that third ramp? I had spoke with uh, Todd over there at Markley Cove, and they they haven't seen that uh, that third ramp since uh, since the 90s. I saw it. So, I know it's I know it's viable. So uh, I remember the old floating ramp. You remember the old floating ramp out there? I do. Boy, that was entertaining. You back up on it. I'll you hope you didn't back up too far. <laughs> There's no doubt. Well, so Nate, I, Nate it's, it's, it's hard to say what's going to happen. It's going to keep going good. Where are you going next? What what species you're going to be chasing and what lakes next for you? Well, we'll be we'll be switching over to uh to Comanche um for those Mount Lass and uh, rainbows. We'll be we'll be hitting Amador quite a bit as well. Um we'll be we'll be mixing in both. But you know, we uh we went over to Comanche just to uh check it out uh three days ago, I believe. And the the bite was really good, but the fish still uh still have those uh cocoa pods on them. So um you know, usually when that water falls below, you know, seventy, sixty five degrees, uh those things tend to fall off and those fish get nice and pretty again. Um it doesn't affect the meat, but visually they're uh they're they're not too much to look at. So I'm I'm gonna wait it out, you know, another couple weeks before uh, before we take any clients out there. Well, they've got pretty good planning schedules going on at there and Party and several of the others out there. As the water starts cooling down, they get into nice fall planting programs and big fish time. And they don't overlook that pond too. It's out there if you're a shoreline angler, they got a great opportunity for you out there at the Comanche ponds. All right, guy, you have a great time on Berryessa. I hope it picks up real quick because I'm planning on hitting it next week after I get back from Pyramid. I'm heading up there on Monday, by the way. Yeah, you guys have a blast, man. That that bite's still pretty dang good from what I hear. Yeah, 50 or 60 fish a day is what most of the guys are getting <laughs> up there right now. I, I can tolerate that for a little while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll do. But it's blowing 40 miles an hour there today, so there are not too many boats on the water, I don't expect. Well, as you as you get in November, you you kind of gotta gotta pick and choose your dates with that wind, man. You know, it's uh, it, it can it can get real tough out there. Oh, it gets real ugly out there. All right, Nate, give them all the hookup info so they can get a hold of you and jump on board. Whether you're heading over to Comanche or Amador, or still fishing Berryessa. All right, you guys can find me at uh, Big Nate's Guide Service on Facebook, or give me a call at nine one six eight six zero nine one eight zero, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the books. Um, you know, like uh, like Seb said, we're going to be switching around uh, between three or four lakes here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, wherever the best bite is, that's where we're going to be going. That's what you want to hear as a customer out there where the best bite is. Take me there. Nate, have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon. You too. Thanks, Seb. All right. Roll it. Fishing is fun, but hooking is the only way. Well, that can only mean one thing. The man himself, Mr. Alan Fong from Fisherman's Warehouse Stores, joins us now. Good morning, Alan. 
Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, caught myself a couple videos with Alan Fong Outdoors this week. A little vertical jigging and flip-flopping going on. What do you think about that technique at Pyramid? Oh, I was up there and did it. And that's the day we um, had a 21, a 20, 18. We had quite a few in that 14 to 15. It worked. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't doubt it for a minute that it'll work again. You're going back up to Pyramid too, I guess. Uh, a lot of you bass fishermen are starting to come over to the to the light side. We're doing it for a day. <laughs> when yeah, you, I'm going there Monday. You're going Monday too. You heard us talking about 40 mile an hour winds up there today. Yeah, I know, but on Monday it's supposed to die. Yeah, that's exactly it. It'd be a good time after a little bit of storm, a little bit of wind. That lake calmed down a little bit. Nobody fishing it for two days. It might be yeah. might yeah. be a hundred fish days, Alan. Who knows? Yeah, I'm better prepared this time. Last time was the first time I ever went there, and I brought some stuff that I used out in the ocean. Did real well, so I did a little modifying. I'm ready for them now. Yeah, we got a little modifications <laughs> going on too. Kent sent me a picture of a vat of uh, plastics that are going. Well, with it. you know, I mean. Just happened to talk to my guide buddy who said, I have a hard time finding these. Well, really, I got a garage full of them. Yeah, well, it's a very, that is a great technique, Alan, watching that. And the dying minnow thing that you demonstrated with the cast master and all that. What great tips for people right there. Free of charge on Alan Fong Outdoors. You can learn so much by doing that. Very good techniques. A, a lot of guys have jigged for years. I've jigged for 40 years for King Salmon and Lake, starting with Almanor with an old guy, uh, Roger Keeling, up there, had a Keeling jig. That's what got me started on him in the first place. One of the most successful techniques you can use, and what an original presentation at it, isn't it? Yeah, during the fall, you know, I could go to any of these lakes, and that's all I'll bring. That's all I need. I'll find them, you know, sooner or later I'll find them, especially with the new live. It's like cheating. Yeah, you're right. It is like cheating. But what Alan's talking about is in the fall and as the colder weather starts coming in, a lot of these minnows just start to die off. They do their thing yeah. and they just drop down towards the bottom, flop around yeah. and take some time in dying. And that's a like a turning on a buffet for the fish, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They're at, they had a tournament up at Berryessa last weekend and the guy that won it, he got back on my Elephant Outdoors and replied, hey, you're spooning technique. I won the tournament. There you so have. guys, you right. You just have to go out and learn how to do it. If you know, if you don't do it, you're never gonna learn. Well, vertical jigging is something that uh, if you're with somebody and they're showing you how to do it, that's one thing. But I got to tell you, folks, it's a lot more involved than just dropping something to the bottom and shaking it around. It's it's staying constantly in contact with that and not having much, if any, slack line, isn't it, Alan? Yeah, no slack line. And, you know, when you're spooning, you don't, you stay away from braid. No stretch? No, I don't use braid because it's too limp and your spoon falls too fast. It doesn't have that flutter effect to it. I proved it to Denise. She was using braid one day and me and Rick had mono and we just smoked them and she wasn't getting bit. Same lure. That's because the diameter of the line is a little bit smaller and it's falling through the water column easier? Holding it, it up. It drops down. The head of the spoons are always heavier and it just falls straight down. Where if you use mono, it kind of carries the top of the spoon and it flutters. Mono doesn't sink. Like, it holds up. Uh, all these little tips. We keep getting a little bit, you know. Alan never well, shares anything. 
Yeah. What, what, what kind of line do you have on there? Most most people will go, I have line. I have fishing line. Well, there's there's applications for both. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I use big game, and most of the time I have 25-pound tests on. Well, when are we going to see the pyramid video come out on the YouTube at your YouTube channel? Because I'm dying to see all of this. It, there's one coming out, I think, this coming Monday. And then that's why I'm going this Monday because I'm going to actually show you how to do it. Well, we'll be following your boat around. Which boat are you going to be in this time? Same guys? I'll be in a black lun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking you're lying to me, Fawn. <laughs> and I'm not going to go up there in a bass boat. Shoot, it might sink. Old D. Thomas trick right there. Well, I'm in my boat. What do you mean? It'll be some guy dressed like him in his boat, but it wouldn't be him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll find Alan with a drone is the only way we'd find Alan up there, that's for sure. Well, Alan, what's going on at the store? The big sidewalk sale last weekend. You got some seminars coming up. You got uh, yeah. Justin Lucas showing up next Saturday. Yeah, he'll be here next Saturday. And you know what? I heard that. Every hour they're going to give away a raffle, and I heard something about Abu Reels or something. So, you know, it's going to be a good one, and um, no tax on the whole store. So anything, you know, if you guys are looking for buying electronics, you should go next Saturday because no tax. That is a good deal, especially when you're buying something that could be a couple thousand dollars with a big fancy locator. That saves you a ton of money when you're out there for stuff like that. And then on the it's twenty rough. the 27th, that's coming up here real quick. You got Zach Medinas and Virginia Salvador with Gate Crashers Fishing Adventures doing a seminar. One too. out of two ain't bad. That's true. They're, That's yeah. <laughs> Virgin. So it'd be a good one. Well, I, I guarantee you, Alan, uh, there'll be a lot of viewers watching your pyramid video next Monday. Folks, Pyramid Lake is a world class destination for cutthroat trout. It's a member of the Char family. We call it cutthroat trout just because it looks so much like trout. But they are big shoulders and muscle fighting fish. And I don't know how Alan got a 20-pounder to the boat, to be honest with you. I didn't catch it. Denise caught the 20 and Tom caught the 21. (laughs) Denise. I left. I left. Denise somehow (laughs) always just likes to outfish you or sure tries to. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, that's her game. She's. She said, "There's no better satisfaction than whooping me." Well, there you have it, and you can, and you continue letting her do it time after time. Now you know how Warren felt all those years. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, make sure you check out Alan Fong Outdoors on YouTube. You will not be disappointed, and be sure to subscribe to it too, because it's a free subscription. It just pops up and it's available to you every Monday. You get a great video on a fishing trip or a lesson taught to you. And every Wednesday, he comes out with a great update report on all the action that's currently going on. There you go. Alan, appreciate you joining us as always. We will look for you at the Sutcliffe store at 7 o'clock in the morning Monday, okay? I'll be there. I know. We will be too. Take care, my friend, and thanks for joining us today. Great guy. He's going to have a great time up at Pyramid, no question about it. And so are we, Mr. Brown. It's, it's going to be a be good fun. time. I, I want to see the look on your face when you end up with one of these toads that does not want to come near the boat. I, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's going to be kind of a, it's just kind of a bit, a bit of bucket list deal to say, you know, to do the pyramid thing. And it's really not trout fishing. Those are real fish. Yeah. Those are promise me you won't try to swing one up on the deck. Okay? Yeah, I won't. 20 pounder your rod's gonna go snap. i've read all the rules man i've got my permit uh, you know i see you didn't tournament fish enough with me to know that i was 
you know, we were always the guys that had the backup everything. We had everything ready. There was an extra trolling motor, two extra props, all the tools you needed, extra bilge pumps, extra. I was that guy when, when, you know, when we were fishing seriously. Yeah, uh, I'm, on tour, I'm the, it was, uh, I'm the guy that goes, uh, JD, are you available on the 24th? Uh, hey, yeah, I'd no. Like, it, I'd like to book you for a day. I've already called JD and told him what my expectations are, so. <laughs> yeah, if we get 60 fish each, we'll all be happy, we'll be no fine. doubt about it. All right, we're taking a quick break. When we come back, Mr. Mike Ogney joins us with some great info on salt, crab, everything else going on out there right after this. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez, for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain J. Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? Founded in 1950. Daiwa is considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse mega stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Ranch Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect location for you. Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? And I'm just saving time so you can have all the time you need. God, I was going to say thanks for that little note this morning. That really made my day. And Kent, <laughs> he, sent me, he, he sent me a little text this morning. He said, good morning, sunshine. All that was missing was... The cup of coffee and a little peck on the cheek. Right. Well, you know what? I'm going Ain't to Reno. I'm happen. going to Reno with him tomorrow. So I maybe <laughs> <laughs> get your own room. I have my own room. We trust all me. have our own rooms. Yeah. You can bet on that. Yeah. 
Smalley wanted Smalley wanted to pile in like a bunch of broke bass fishermen, you know, four guys, two on the floor. It'll be great. You just take the mattress off the bed. Two guys can sleep on the box, on the box spring. spring. Two guys can sleep on the mattress. Yeah, yeah. And we can all ride, all four of us monsters can ride up in one I, pickup truck together. I know we're tied on time, yeah. but we did that at Clear Lake one night. When we were rented one room because it was raining, uh, and, and we had 127 fishing rods in that hotel room. And, I, and and like nine guys one room, Lake. yeah, nine guys yeah, one room. Yep, I'm sure that Clear Lake appreciated. That oh, too. they did. Yeah, they couldn't figure out why they only rented one room that night, and the parking lot was full. <laughs> bass fishermen, <laughs> just just bass guys. That's all. Well, Michael, what's what's going on in the salt? What are you hearing? Well, what's going to happen here, Seth, is the official announcement hasn't been made, but it's going to be made here soon. There's no way we're going to be able to fish pots um, for the uh, sport opening of, of crab season. There's just far too many whales over far too big of an area offshore. So I'm just going to call it the way that I see it. We're going to be opening up, working the, the hoop gear, and, uh, and, and, we'll be, and we'll do fine with it. You know, the hoop gear, it takes us a little bit more time because it's not fishing full time. you got to go out there, yet you can't. Uh, let it sit for more than two hours. You have to, you know, maintain it and keep an eye on it. You can't be leaving it for more than two. And actually, ideally, what we found last season working working this gear for the first time is with my with my past partner Merlin, the late Merlin Cole, who was just a fantastic partner. We found that forty five minutes to an hour was was about perfect. That would be about the you would see the the largest and the most amount of crabs. If you let that if you let that hoop gear sit too long, the big crabs come in, they eat, they just dine and ditch. If you know if you got that stuff sitting on the bottom, they're going to come in, eat, and then they're going to be a skedaddling on you. So the the big thing is to turn it over. And uh, this past spring, we saw some pretty good counts in the outer bay. And you know, an honest ten twelve crabs per pot in uh, in uh, May as a Really good spring count. So I think we're going to be off to a, a really strong start here. And I don't see the the pots being allowed or the commercial fleet going until sometime in uh, December and the whales uh, disappear. Well, that's good for the sport fishermen, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to extend our, our season. And I, and I don't, got my fingers crossed here, I don't expect any any changes from the the uh, department? <laughs> Hopefully, you never you never know what those guys are going to throw at us. But anyways, we're looking forward to it. Um, as far as this weekend goes, we're seeing 15 knots of wind at the uh, the buoy this morning. It's supposed to increase to 20 to 30 this afternoon, gusting up to 40. Swell heights up at uh, double digits. So. Hey, don't go out in the salt this weekend. Go play in the Bay or up in the Delta or Pyramid Lake with J.D. Ritchie would be a really good bet. That would be an an excellent bet. And then uh, get ready. Get some gear. Get your gear put together and get ready for the crab season that starts on November 5th. It's going to be great. And uh, on The Real Magic, we got uh, Jeff and Kim Berger taking over the operation. And... uh, November is just about full, and we're starting to book uh, December at this time. Folks, we keep warning you all along that if you don't book, you're not going to get on. 
So my suggestion is to pick some dates and reserve them right now for yourself. We, we have, I have three open dates in November, Seth. That's yeah, it. And that's what happens. The interest is unbelievable. There's going to be lineups of boats going out to get ready to drop stuff and uh, having a good time out there on the water. And you won't be part of it unless you make a reservation. Lots of people are doing staycations, staying close to home and doing stuff. And believe me, from the Bay Area, it's just a short run over to Bodega Bay to get into this great action. Yeah, and Jeff and Kim are just great people. They're just a natural fit for this business. I'm really looking forward to uh, to working with them. And uh, if you are looking for spots, I've got plenty of room in December. And that number is 707-875-BOAT. We need to get them uh, your new captains on the radio show with us here. Introduce them to the audience. In the, we got to get them in the studio. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna love them. Now, you set it up. I'll accommodate you. Mr. Mike Ogney with USAFishing.com and the Golden State Salmon Association. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. Keep your fingers crossed on Why aren't you in a blind today, Ogney? Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't fill you in on that one. Quickly, so we started, quickly. We, we, we started flooding our, our pond last Tuesday, but due to the uh, to the water changes up there, we, we're being filled off of a very small pipe. I don't have water. <laughs> we don't have water yet, Seth. It's, it's going to be another four or five days before we have enough water, but I'll be up in a few days. Take up an extra hose with you. A garden hose will work just fine. Five-gallon buckets. Mr. Mike Ogney, thanks for hooking up with this guy. We look forward to seeing you and meeting your new captains on The Real Magic real soon. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. You guys know how it works. There's a whole nother hour right around the corner, and I want to make sure that you're listening to it. We're kicking it off with Captain James Netzel. Then Gary Irk, the president of California Indian Fishery, shares the egg collection efforts for Kokanee. And there's more, lots more. Stick around. You're going to get hooked. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Lawrence is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lawrence Electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all. And their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lawrence Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lawrence Live and the full line of Lawrence products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's opening day will be Saturday, October 22nd. We'll be planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesdays through Sundays from 8 to 3. Come out and use your bird card or day shoots are available all season long. Remember, in the early season, conditions are still warm and dry, so bring plenty of water for your dog. They may be in great shape, but typically aren't conditioned to hunt hard for long periods of time that early in the season. Sporting clays are available Thursdays through Sundays till then if you're looking to get your gun out and warm up for the season as well. 
Check out all the details at quailpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater water salmon steelhead and stripers too check out eurekafishing.net or call tony sepulveda now at 707-845-9588 and now more california sportsmen with seth hendrickson Good morning and welcome back to the second hour of California Sportsman. We have got an hour packed with stuff for you. We're going to kick it off in just a second with Captain James Netzel with Tide Lines Guide Service. He's got info on Delta Stripers for you, and he ought to be in a blind, but he's probably splashing in the bathtub this morning. We'll find out real soon about that. Steve Carson's just back from a trip on the American Angler. He described it as phenomenal. I didn't even ask him any questions. I'm going to have him share it with all of us at the same time. Then we're going to take you live on the water to Eagle Lake and check in on on the action up there with Fish Travelers Guide Service. Professional Guide Tim Knoxon will hook up with us. And then Travis Morgan's got some duck season opening day info for you. If you've got water, hang on to it. Maybe a duck will land in your backyard. Captain J.D. Ritchie's going to be at Pyramid Lake. And a bunch of us are going up there. We'll talk about that with him on Monday. We're going to have some fun up at the lake. And, of course, Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us with all the latest in freshwater opportunities for Northern California anglers. Well, let's waste no time. Let's go to the man himself from Tight Lines Guide Service. Captain James Nessel joins us now live. Good morning, James. Good morning, Mayor Sepp. I wish I was in a blind so bad with this wind. You know, last year we had that big storm. Today we got the big wind for the opening day. Oh, it just killed me. I had to go water for another week or so. Oh, now, wait a minute. I can tell you're live on the couch, and I can tell you had coffee up to your lips just a moment ago. So you're pretty comfortable, aren't you? I'm pretty comfortable, but I'd rather be miserable in a duck blind. Yeah, I I don't understand that because I don't see any point in getting dressed up like the Pillsbury Pillsbury Doughboy in camouflage. You can hardly move, let alone take a leak if one needed to. And sitting in a blind, freezing your butt off in the rain and cold to shoot something you probably wouldn't eat anyway. So oh, I eat them. Oh, I, I know. I love There's that. a lot of dedicated guys, and you know, I'm a bass fisherman and I'm a duck hunter <laughs> wrong i am neither there is no doubt about that well james delta stripers <laughs> is the thing that's starting to really happen right now your buddy justin leonard was out last week and got one over 31 pounds it's kind of hit and miss out there right now but uh, there's some schools of fish available aren't there there are uh you know, some days you can find them and some days you can't uh, i was out there a couple of days ago and i was unfortunately one of those days that it was a struggle for me uh, I only got four keepers, uh, I don't know, maybe 
half a dozen shakers. It was just an overall slow day, but there was about, I had a couple friends out there too. And so we were all working together, uh, trying to find the fish and it was just, a you know, you stay in one spot that's been producing and you grind, grind it out, uh, you know, five or six fish, or you can be Mark Wilson and go where I said, <laughs> I didn't see any fish and catch 15. Oh my gosh. That, you know, I, I went the spot in Montezuma and, uh, went through one of my favorite spots up there and I didn't mark, I think two fish in about 15 to 20 minutes. And I called Mark says, Hey, don't even bother coming up there. There ain't, there ain't no fish here. And he goes up there just cause I said that I think, and, uh, the fish moved in. He says, uh, there were no fish on his first pass. He came back the other way and it was loaded. Yeah, oh they, my gosh. They got fins and they're following that tide too. They just move with those, whether it's coming in or going out, they're moving all over with it, no doubt about it. Well, James, the techniques right now, a lot of guys are just pulling anything they can back there trying to get some strikes. What are you pulling? I was pulling Yozuri's deep divers, but we also got a uh, Most of our shakers came on rattle traps. Uh, we were at low tide, so that, that tide to go into the shallow water and get up uh, close to the weed lines. Because the high tides, you, you can't get shallow enough because the weeds are uh, where, where the shallow water is. But uh, so deep divers are, are for trolling is probably the top bait. Uh, bait, live, live bait is probably the best thing to use if you're a rich man. That's $4 a mud sucker. Uh, man, I remember selling them for 20 cents to the bait shops when I was like 12 years old. Holy! I, re- I remember when I remember just two years ago we were crying about two dollars a much sucker, and now they're four dollars, and it just almost almost prices us out of doing it because I buy a dozen per per client and another dozen minnows on top of that just to make sure we have enough. Uh, the only good thing about mud suckers is you can generally catch five or six fish on one mud sucker, and a lot of times they work better dead, but they get too dead and they start spinning and they get everything all tangled up. Well, at least you know they're functional and they do work, and you get more than one fish out of them for that kind of money. My goodness, you know I, they they got to be available. We used to sit down on the shoreline. Kent probably did the same damn thing that I did. You put out a little piece of night crawler or whatever on it, let them come along, catch them, and then you got your bait. You get, catch that. We, we used to, you, you fish I illegally, I think. Yeah, I think you had no. one line out, and I was fishing for the minnows on the right. other side, breaking the law probably. And that's no, just it, a high polite. It's legal. It's legal to fish for them, but you know when when you got to when you got to catch you know a hundred of them uh, to go with the guide. That's two or three days of fishing for one day's of bait. Hey James, maybe you ought to think about catching a hundred of those instead. You make yourself four bucks a piece on them. That's four hundred dollars. You don't have any expense of driving the boat. You don't have any gas expenses. And you don't have to deal with customers all day long. I, I'm starting to think about a bait boat. Yeah, there you go. They get up much higher. There's going to be a lot of people doing exactly that. Well, folks, striper action is going to just continue to get better for the next couple of months. There's no doubt about it. It's going to think just thrive as the Delta gets more and more fish into it. And uh, somebody might want to answer that other phone that's ringing in there. And uh, as these seasons continue like this, what can somebody expect as far as action going? Oh, yeah. There, you'll have good days and you have, you have slow days. It's, it's, I think it's always best to have friends out there, fish, stay in contact with each other, be honest with each other. When you find the fish, call the, call your friends over. They'll do the same for you if you trust them. Uh, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't trust the radio because there's a lot of uh, fake things going on in the radio. Not our yeah. radio. He's talking <laughs> Which about. Which radio is he talking about? VHF yep. and CB radio. VHF, yeah, CB, yeah, VHF definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it you you chase that radio bite and you could be running. There's circles. guys that are out there just playing with people's heads, watching them pick up their anchors and leave. Yeah. It's been hey, done. It's been, too. I know it's been done for years by guides. So, you know, it's a, it's a proven technique to get people out of your area. If you want to get them to move out. Hey, I just picked up my second fish down here around the corner. And then you see, hey, t- I had, I had, I had, uh, six boats follow me one day when I was looking for fish, I couldn't find them. And, uh, I took those six boats around Decker Island three times before they figured I was screwing with them. <laughs> Well, hopefully you didn't have clients on board with you then. Well, folks, striper no. action is going to be solid for quite some time. And if you want to get out on the water with one of the best, Tight Lines Guide Service, Captain James Nessel is the guy to get you into him. James, give them all the hookup info they're going to need. Yeah, you can reach me toll-free at 888-975-0990. Website is www.fishtightlines.com. And I want to make sure everyone uh, knows about the dinner uh, November 5th. we got a lot of uh, good prizes. I just got uh, 48 uh, Netzel Specials uh, cut plugs from Brad's I just sent in. So uh, those are really, really, really hard to find. Scott Call sent them straight to you, huh? I'm going to have to call that man, no doubt about that. He's talking about the big Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association fundraising dinner coming up Saturday, November 5th at the Yuba County Fairgrounds right there in Yuba City. It is a big event. They pack that hall every year and have more guns and goodies than you could ever imagine. Kent and I went a couple of years ago at one, and I think I won four guns that night. Just a ridiculous amount of prizes available there. I've never walked out of there without a gun, so well, I've, you know, I've even won the big prize, the thirteen thousand dollar prize one time. Nice, thanks for giving me all the guns off of that one. I really appreciate it. You know, <laughs> yeah. they've got they've got the early bird drawings, and they've got everything. They do it right, but the thing is, folks, they need your support to continue under the circumstances that we're experiencing right now with the politicians and with our governor and everybody kind of not giving us as many opportunities. And, yes, the drought certainly has a a huge impact on what's going on. They need your support. They have to have that sustainability so they can be there fighting for you, the sportsman, every year and helping to work in conjunction with the Department of Fish and Wildlife to make things happen. So please support the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association Dinner November 5th at the Yuba City Fairgrounds. They deserve your support. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and we're we're not just fighting; we're actually winning some things too. Yes. You know, we got we we got the fish and wildlife to uh, uh, raise three million extra smolts, or not smolts, but fry, and release them as fry back into the rivers uh, before all the stripers are in the no, rivers. They, they, so that's crazy. NorCal Guides and Sportsmen Association does a lot, and they work well with the department, and they work well with the Golden State Salmon Association, too. It all works together, and they need your help. They need your support. They need you at that dinner. Please go to their website. Just type in Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association. You'll get to it right away. James, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Matter of fact, I'll see him at the dinner. I'm sitting at his table that night. 
Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. Gary Irk, the president of the California and the Fisheries Foundation, is here right now in the studio. Good morning, Gary. Hey, good morning, sir. Gary, some good news. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife completed all the kokanee egg collection for the year. Tell our listeners what's going on. They did. You know, this is the annual fall event that ensures there's a fishery waiting for anglers two years out. So these... uh these eggs and milk that they gathered up at Stampede over a four-week period, which was resulted in 1.73 million eggs gathered. That's a bunch of eggs. That's a bunch of eggs. Now, that's not the allotments. They lose about a good 50 to eh, about 50% of that take during the process of raising eggs. I mean, that's still better than what it's like in the wild, right? Absolutely, yeah. In the wild, <laughs> so, it's like one out of a hundred survive. So they, we know there's going to be a loss. So they, they, we, we don't. Uh, have an abundance of kokanee that we can throw anywhere. We, it's based upon allotment that the Department of Fish and Wildlife has on a lake by lake basis. But 1.73 million will ensure allotment, assuming no well, even if there was a, failures at the Even hatchery. if there was a big failure someplace, they have enough there to really back up the system that, and to make sure it's a viable fishery. Exactly. So these are the fish that folks are going to be catching in 2024, 2025, and maybe bleeding a little into 2026. So we're looking good for the, the fishery. Well, they went forward. out in three different takes? Four takes, finished it up, and the last one was over half a million. And so that's telling us stampede's a healthy fishery. They're seeing uh, a larger average size of stampede fish, which a lot of people have been – uh, having some issues with over the last few years. But this year was a good year at Stampede. Well, this year was the year they reduced the numbers that they put in there. The previous year they put in like 75,000 or 100,000. Yeah. They jacked it up, and that made a smaller fish. That's just the way Mother Nature does it. It's an insurance policy. And uh, unfortunately, um, for us to have a fishery, a kokanee fishery throughout the state, Stampede is the only place we get eggs. We no longer get it out of Lake Tahoe. We're not getting them out of Whiskey Town, which has potential but Stampede is it. And so if we want to make sure there's a kokanee fishery, there's there's insurance policy actions that take place. And there's conversations regarding whether the that's the right thing to Are do. Are we not but, doing Tahoe just because of the low water? No, we're not doing Tahoe because of bear interactions on Taylor Creek and, oh. and the egg gathering process. So it's been quite a few, at least 10 years, I think, since we haven't pulled out of Tahoe. In addition, have you guys seen Taylor Creek? They've all got it all plasticked up to yeah. <laughs> JD Stop Ritchie's erosion got and all the whatever yeah, they're doing. Yeah, doing whatever cleanup. Well, on they that pulled one. out the boards early up there and drained Fordyce, which would have been the water for Tahoe. But this is a political decision once again. Uh, the nicest part about it is those kokanee will find a stream to spawn they in will. some place. Nevada's got water. They're, Nevada's stocking yeah. fish up yeah. there. They Those fish will spawn over on that side of the lake, and they'll still come around wherever water is entering the lake. They'll These fish are going to hang out and figure it out. Mother Nature kind of allows that. She bets last, you know. Well, we got the kokanee salmon covered for the next plants for 2023. How about the king salmon? Yep, I did a, a, a I talked to Kyle Murphy yesterday, and he did shoulder tap. It hasn't been advertised yet, so you're hearing it here first on a California Sportsman that uh, the Chinook take has already occurred. It was the first uh, week in October. They gathered one and a half million eggs, and the allotment for the year is seven hundred fifty thousand. They see a little higher attrition in the uh, hatcheries on Chinook because they go through triploiding process where a kokanee, they don't triploid those. So it looks like the plants for uh, Chinook will be as planned. And uh, we know what Chinook's been doing at Folsom, at Oroville. I mean, each lake's firing off in a different year. Yeah, they, but <laughs> I'll tell they, you, you're going to get some fish and it's it's looking good. Yeah, they have an allotment that they call for every year. And they, they allow the regional biologists to do adjustments to the allotments if it's necessary too. And that's one of the things they did. They figured, we need more fish in Stampede because that's our spawning source. Well, then they got everybody jumping on them and said, you know, smaller fish have fewer eggs. Bigger fish 
have more eggs, and that's why they probably lightened up on the plant this yeah, year. Yeah, and the snook, the, the snook came out of uh, the Feather River. There's a little a little four-week slot between the, uh, the fall run and the winter run that they're trying to separate even further. Exactly. And so this, is, this actually helps that process, gives us inland anglers a guaranteed source of fish, which heretofore about – Four years ago, we did not have it. Was just a crap and they're a year. lot cheaper to raise than raising oh trout God. up to catchable size. A rainbow trout is extremely expensive. Yep. Where king salmon, kokanee salmon are all viable fisheries that are no guilt, no guilt, and the size of chinooks are coming in some of our lakes is incredible. You've heard me talking about it. I asked you yeah. about it. You asked me so, why I wasn't fishing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's close to Folsom Lake, and he's not out there catching uh, you know, eight, ten, twelve my, pound kings. My friend Chris Jimerson, he's a he's a big bite guy. Gary's got short attention span problems, and so I need a a quicker bite than you know trolling seven hours for that one big bite. So. Yeah, I've done that. It's boring <laughs> as hell. But if you happen to hook up, Marilyn and I caught a big brown trout one night in the middle of nowhere blue lake up near altruis and it was like seven days of brook trout you know eight ten twelve inches a couple of little rainbows and then an 18 and a half pound brown out of we call that swim bait fishing where i come from (laughs) yeah i'm sure you do how many days do i have to throw this thing before one bites it yeah well big baits you just wait for that one big fish with a mouth big enough and an appetite to take care of it now the only thing we can't solve as an organization is water that's going to be key for everything, and we know we're in the middle of drought, and we know that Berryessa is a little off, <laughs> and that's our big kokanee lake in this region, so we don't know. Something well, happened at Berryessa this year. There should have been better action going on out there, uh, possibly some more of the uh, dissolved oxygen content we're water. Get, we're getting at that low. level where the science proved a few years ago in the last drought that's that was what they believed to be the, the – there, there's no way to ask a dead fish how it died, <laughs> but – Based upon the science and the testing, they believe it's dissolved oxygen issues. Yeah, and could very well be, but uh, that's all part of the drought situation, and we can't uh, point our fingers at anybody but Mother Nature, and I think that's a dangerous thing to do, point fingers at that lady. Well, Gary, the uh, kokanee salmon is taken care of. The king salmon seem to be taken care of. Now, if somebody just teach me to catch more of the landlocked king salmon and some of those big pigs... I'd sure appreciate it. Yeah, I'm with you, but I, I don't want to go for one. I want to, you know, that's, <laughs> I want a, a that's stack of them. why <laughs> we're all heading over to Pyramid because it's not going to be just one. It's going to be a no. dozen each at Those least. Those pilot peak strains, I'll tell you, they really figured something out when they discovered that. And that, that, that's a gem. It, it is a special gift and people need to enjoy it. Well, you know, and they made that gem. They made that special gift. They made that world class fishery. They could do the same thing with sturgeon in this state if they wanted to. They could. And look what Portland and Oregon have done and Washington have done up there with sturgeon fishing. People fly from all over, fly up there to catch sturgeon. They don't do that down here. We need to have some of these big pigs still available for capture and and release. We could change the fishery of sturgeon into something where people would be world-class destination that we could be totally proud of exactly what we've oh, got. Uh, soapbox here, Sep. Hurley's been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, and with we, me. And you see guys that call into your show. you got Lopes and, and you got Medinas and all those. They, they're really pushing to, hey, you don't need to catch these things and keep them. Enjoy the fight. Put them back out there. Absolutely. But if we don't do it as anglers, then there's going to have to be laws. And what do we want, right? Well, Let's be sportsmen first. I've got a sneaking suspicion we're going to get bit in the butt on this striper situation that's going out there, the slot limits and everything. We'll, we'll see what comes from the meetings that we've had. But uh, 
I hope they don't overreact to some of the things that are going on. I think the fishermen, the anglers, the sportsmen have been coming up with some great suggestions, some great ideas, and we'll see what they do. Yep. we got some good addicts out there, Hurley being one of them. Absolutely. All right. It's about time for Gun Owners of California. Thank you, Gary, for joining us. But, Mr. Brown, you need to announce the lucky winner, and it's not me again. It is not. And uh, Sep 2023, 50-guns and 52-weeks raffle tickets are readily available. Uh, the tickets uh, can be purchased from uh, the office by giving them a call at 916-984-1400, uh, and they will get you in on the first drawing. So uh, there's still only a $50 cost for the tickets, and uh, that includes your membership to Gun Owners of California for the year. So it's a it's a pretty darn good deal. Um, if you want to uh, stay armed and informed, be part of uh, what they're doing at Gun Owners of California. Winner 43 of the 2022 Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle ticket number 8. He bought them early. That's Jim Williams of uh, Cutting, California. Where the hell is that? Don't know. He just won a <laughs> Pointer Field Tech semi-auto shotgun in 12-gauge. Uh, they're going to be sending you down to your nearest sportsman's warehouse to do all the proper paperwork. Uh, so make sure that you're uh, defending your gun rights by being a supporter of Gun Owners of California. They are America's oldest pro-gun political action committee. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in town. Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West West El Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle, 916-692-8520. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike. Find Brad's products including Made in the USA Terminal Tackle at local retailers and check out Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. Manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. 
Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and salt water pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, the director of Penn Fishing Universities, our own Senior Tuna. Good morning, Tuna. Good morning, Sep. Phenomenal was the only word you told me. I didn't want to ask any more questions. Tell our listeners about your trip on the American Angler. Well, it was an eight-day trip, um, which, of course, is a little bit of a commitment of time, but well worth it, basically, this was an ideal trip, uh, ranging from you had to fish a little bit to get a bite. You know, sometimes you can't just uh, lounge around in the galley sipping coffee and have them leap into the boat for you, although we had a little bit of that, too. Um, pretty much limit-style action, to say the least, on yellowfin tuna, yellowtail, and dorado. In fact, for a little while, Kent Brown visualized this. Visualize a wide open school of stripers, except for they were Dorado, and uh, it, like you were in an aquarium. It was so ridiculously red hot, I broke out my famous hookless topwater popper, <laughs> and was throwing that, and the and was getting anywhere from five to fifty bites per cast. They were going crazy for it, grabbing it. Uh, every once in a while, one would grab it like a bulldog and hold on to it for 25 or 30 seconds. And I would think, oh, my God, did I actually hook this thing with no hooks? And then they would finally let go. And uh, if you wanted to ignore the, the, the red-hot action on those three species and kind of go up, uh, up on the bow uh, where it was nice and quiet and concentrate on the wahoo. And first of all, think about how does a fish get that name? Okay, they didn't call it a woe or a hmm. They called it a wahoo because it's the world's fastest fish. Doesn't feel like you've hooked a fish at sixty miles an hour. It is sixty miles an hour when they run from point um, from the first touch of your lure. It's sixty miles an hour. It yeah, seems like. yeah, you're right. We we actually had one where. Um, I was up on the bow, and a guy had, had hooked one all the way down the stern. It's a 95-foot boat. And before the guy could make a move from the stern, the fish was all the way up around the bow and halfway down the other side. All I could see, there was just a line in my face. Nobody near me. And I'm like, okay, somebody's got a wahoo. I hope they catch up with their line sometime soon. <laughs> I, and, can just, you know, I can just see you standing there thinking that, too. And, uh, you know, a few seconds later, up he comes running as fast, you know, as fast as he can. And, uh, again, 99% of the time we did have one evening where there was a li- it was a little bit nautical. But perfect weather, uh, way too perfect food if you take my drift. And uh, just absolutely uh, can't say enough about the operation of the American Angler. Um, I will say if you want to go on any of the American Angler's, multiple day trips in 2023 and you haven't signed up yet and if you don't sign up in the next 10 days or so you're going in 2024 yeah uh these people don't get off the boat without making their reservations and making deposits 
They do. They literally, uh, uh, you know, the office manager, Lori, is standing there with her clipboard. People walk off the boat and they and they put their deposit down for next year. Yep. It's just, you know, that's that's the way all their all their trips are all year. But the fall eight day trips in particular are are super popular. And uh, if you like to fish, uh, you're crazy if you don't do this because, well, speaking of monsters. James Smith always used to make a, make jokes that when I would uh, promote my my San Diego trips on his on on the uh, the California Dawn, if his regulars ever went on them, he never saw them again. <laughs> so there's a reason for that. If you like to fish, you know what? Some people just want to get a, get out of mowing the lawn or get away from the house, or you know just just want you know want a little bit of sunshine, and that's cool. But if you like to fish. You've got to go on these trips. And speaking of of tackle, what's happened, it's interesting, in Northern California, there's been big tuna in Northern California many, many times before. Uh, in particular, 1999, it was a huge run of bluefin tuna, not very many caught. And over the years, the, the tuna make runs up there. I'm not talking about albacore. I'm talking about bluefin and sometimes yellowfin tuna. They're rarely caught, rarely seen, because nobody had the tackle. Well, now what's happened, so many people have been doing these San Diego trips. They have the proper Penn International reels, two speeds, uh, you know, lots and lots, hundreds and hundreds of yards of, of super braid line. Now they go out, they hook these big 100, 125, 150-pound, 200-pound tuna, uh, literally out of the Golden Gate or even Bodega Bay or even further north, Fort Bragg, now they're landing them. So it's very, very important to have the proper tackle and know your sturgeon. It doesn't matter if you caught a 100-pound sturgeon on your rusty old uh, sturgeon rod. It's not adequate for tuna. Hey, the doesn't smallest... matter if you caught sharks in the bay. It's not adequate for tuna. You need the modern two-speed reels and high high capacity uh, super braid line if you want to catch these fish. Otherwise, you're going to fight them for hours and hours and still lose them. And just another little tip that Senior Tuna pounded into my head on several trips that I took with him chasing albacore, if the wind's in your face, you're in the right place. Don't be the guy running around with the uh, wahoo on the other end of limp line floating around the boat, folks, because I guarantee you the wind was not in his face. No, no. Well, he was creating wind if he was sprinting up the side of the boat and back down the other side. Well, Steve, but, I'm just happy as heck that you had another great trip out there on the American Angler. And we, I just want to pound into our listeners' heads. If you want to do long range, get a hold of your buddy, your buddies, your family members, whoever you want to go with, and make the reservation now for either this year or for next year because that's the way it's going to be, and I think it's going to get tougher and tougher as more people find out about it. More tackle shops are selling high-quality stuff right now for tuna than ever around here before. The guys up on the way to Bodega Bay there at Bodega Tackle have got everything you need, too. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us today. Except, you know one of the benefits of social media? What's that? Yeah, happy birthday, tuna. Is it his birthday today? Says it is online. Well, if it's not, he's old enough to have another one anyway. Are, are, are you not claiming birthdays today, Tuna? I am not. I stopped claiming birthdays a long time ago. And, and yeah, the little shout-out to the guys at Bodega Tackle. Let's just say that there's been a number of Northern California tackle shops that I, ha- that I have sent 
uh, tuna rec- tuna tackle recommendations too, uh, because they never thought they needed it before. Now they realize that they they definitely need it, and absolutely miraculous catches coming out of uh, all kinds of places you never would have expected it. Well, we're glad they're there, and we're glad that Penn has got the gear to handle it all. Steve, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Seth. See you, Tony. Steve Carson, Senior Tuna, great guy. Let's go to Eagle Lake. There's a change for you from Long Range to Eagle Lake. And let's hook up with the man himself from Fish Traveler's Guide Service, Tim Noxon, live on the water this morning, unless the wind's blowing 40 up there today. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Seth. Well, this is one of my favorite times of the year to fish Eagle Lake. Every year we wait for the nighttime temps to string together about 7 to 10 days, of low 30s to mid-30s weather. And uh, that t- at that time, when that happens, the fish move right into the shallow water. And that happened about the 1st of October this year, and we were waiting for them. We've had limits every day for about the last 10 days of nice, fat Eagle Lake trout. Not as big as the tunas, but, boy, are they fun on, on light tackle. They're running three to three and a half pounds. they got huge shoulders on them, and they're beautiful fish. So that- yeah, Bob Smalley was up there last week. And he sent me a couple of photos of looked like four and a half, five pounders that he and his wife caught. And he just said, they are strong and beautiful right now. And they're just putting them right back in the water as fast as they can. Great fishery. This is the time of year. A little bit late for it this year. It started in October. Usually it's the middle of September, but that's just mother nature and weather and everything. Tim, what are some of the best techniques right now? I'll tell you another thing that's one of my favorite things is that this time of the year when the fish are in the shallows, we uh, we utilize the uh, J-Fair fly trolling method, and that's a, a method where you string together some uh, 60 feet of mono, half color of lead, and then you splice in uh, 100 feet of floating fly line. So you're 175 feet behind the boat, but the deal is you got to hold that rod and twist that fly and impart action to it. And, boy, I have <laughs> – most people haven't done that before. I had a gal on board yesterday, about a five-footer, and she squeaked and shrieked and had a bunch of oh my gods mixed in. When she hooked the fish, it was like it was like uh, you hooked the bottom, and she couldn't believe it. I told her husband on board, sounds like she's having sex. He agreed with me, and I congratulated him. Yeah, well, that's a way to do it, man. When you get that kind of action going on in a boat, it's hard to leave the water. And uh, it's not hard to get up at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning and get out there in freezing cold weather when you know what you're going to experience out there. And that's what Eagle Lake's all about right now. Any particular colors or anything doing best? And is anybody doing that uh, fly fishing technique with the strike indicator and a couple of small flies down there yet? We've been uh, – we've been – uh, checking into that every day. We got guys that are trying it, but nothing's happening yet. Uh, we will be on that too. We'll, we'll be nymphing for, uh, for the Eagle Lake trout in shallow water with the indicators as soon as it happens. Right now, we're pretty much trolling flies in, uh, anywhere from five to 20 feet of water right under the surface, over structure, up, uh, between Pelican Point and Shrimp Island and over on the east side off of the Eagle's Nest doing the same method. And uh, once in a while, I'm going to put grubs on, and grubs work well at about five feet on the downriggers. But most of the time, we're using the J-Fair setups because they're so much fun to hook a fish on. Absolutely. It's a great way to go. This is the time of year, folks. Make your reservations. Get up there. I don't know if they've got cabin rentals going still up there, but there are plenty of places to stay. 
all around there, including down at Susanville. It's nothing to do it. I used to four-wheel drive in on the snow and go in over at Eagle's Nest with a John boat and drop in, breaking the ice to get in that lake. Believe me, if you want in, you can get in. Tim, give them all the info they need for fish travelers so they can get up there and get into the action, too. Yes, yep. Uh, 916-201-4648. Or on Facebook, you can see my fish reports once a week with all the pictures of the fish we've been catching under Fish Traveler. And, uh, yeah, you're right, Seth. There's uh, plenty of lodging up here uh, in Spalding at the RV Park. Merrill Campground's open. Dave Leroy is, bo- is booking cabins here. And, uh, you know, we got some openings for the rest of the year. If you want to come up, now's the time to do it. And it's open into next year, folks. So now's your year to really get up there. Marilyn and I have fished there December 31st many a time, and it is a good fishery this time of year. Tim, thanks for hooking up with us and sharing with our listeners. We appreciate it. Thanks, Seth. All right. Take care, guy. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's about time for Get a Clue. Shouldn't Marilyn be in here? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, Tackle, fishing gear, or bait. You can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Weather patterns are definitely changing, and even though it's cooler, but still decent in our area, if you're planning a trip to go fishing in the Sierras or higher elevations like Eagle Lake or Pyramid, go prepared. Take extra snacks and drinks, plus warm clothing, including boots and gloves, and rain gear. Temperatures drop drastically at night, so take supplies to keep you comfortable. Carry chains for your vehicles. The law is that almost every vehicle on the road should have chains, and you never know when you might need them. Just be prepared for problems or emergencies. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. By the way, anybody want a life jacket? We're giving away a life jacket today to the caller that's the fourth caller and call 1-800-920-1140. Fourth caller, and if you've won recently, give somebody else a chance, okay? Later. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. 
Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fish and Marine. For boaters who settle for nothing but the best, go boldly with Mercury. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Mr. Morgan. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Hey, we're doing well. Uh, you're supposed to be out live in the blind for opening day of duck season today. What's going on here? Well, I actually have to work today. <laughs> oh, details, details. Well, you probably wouldn't be out anyway. You got any water in a pond out on your property? In the back, yeah. You got the hose still running? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll bet. I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, no, it's be... pond here at the house. It stays, you know, we keep watering almost all year round and it does have some ducks in it. They're nice to watch in the morning. We got some wood ducks, a few mallards, and about six or eight geese. So now put some bass in there. You won't have those wood ducks long. No, that's just it. Go shoot the mallards and chase the geese off, and just keep the wood ducks. They're yeah. so cool. Uh-huh. They are so yeah. cool. But... Well, there was bass in it at one time, but I think it got too low this year. We had five and six pound bass in there. Well, that's a nice little toy to have in your backyard, no doubt about it. But you got a bigger toy in your backyard. You got guns fishing and other stuff in Dublin and in Vacaville for your playgrounds. That's right, we do. And the ranges and having fun there and it's opening duck season like you said, and I'm sitting here looking at all the posts of all my friends out this morning and going, Why ain't I with them? Because they're starting to have a good time they had all of them had great barbecues last night it's that time of year we get the camaraderie going yeah well they get all that going and everything but i'll bet most of them are sleeping in this morning no a lot of them are out especially down in this area the wind's up got a little bit overcast hey could be a good day well that's a good step in the right direction now next weekend are you deer hunting or are you duck hunting next weekend next weekend i am deer hunting i leave tomorrow morning i'll be gone for a week deer hunting i'm gonna go up around bucks lake and chase them around for a little while well, yeah, it's a good place to be chasing them around. It's uh, far enough away from all the people and uh, still close enough to comforts of home. Well, yeah, and my trailer works real good for that good comforts, and I'm taking the UTV and three friends, and we should have a great time. Yeah, but you're just going to go out and party without Mama for a while, aren't you? Hush. <laughs> I won't say another word. <laughs> Aren't we leaving for Reno tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, you want to meet us in Reno? We're doing the same thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Travis, uh, ammo and everything's available. Guys can get plenty of, of uh, non-lead rounds for their duck hunting and goose hunting. 
We still have lots of duck rounds and lots of goose rounds at the store, uh, mainly three-inch, very little two, uh, two-and-three-quarter and, and three-and-a-half, but we do have a little bit. I just got some number fours, 20-gauge uh, in, which is rare as hinge teeth, came in yesterday, so that will probably be gone today. Um, we got that and that, and we also got all kinds. We still got your non-lead rounds for deer hunting. We got a fairly good supply of them right now. And all the deer seasons are coming to an end, and out of state's getting ready to open up in a lot of spots. There you have it. Make sure you've got your ammo and everything before you go. And, folks, if you're frustrated that uh, you're not going to have a great duck season or opening day or opening weekend, don't forget Quail Point Hunt Club also open today for quail, chucker, pheasants. All of that's going on out there. You can take your dog out, get a little workout for him, get a little uh, warm-up on your shooting and practice, too, whether you want to shoot some Sporting clays or get out there and actually do a small hunt to kick off the season. So it's, you've yep. got, you've got alternatives here and you've got a place right there in Vacaville that can get you everything you need. And if you're down in the Dublin area, you got it too, right at the guns, fishing and other stuff. Travis, what else you got? Anything else to share? Well, that's about it. Like I said, you open the weekend duck season is more of a camaraderie get together. And like you said, after that, we need to hit the, the pheasant clubs for a little while because Ducks ain't going to be around until December. <laughs> All right. Well, you get yourself back, and you're right. You know, everybody waits for the late season duck. That's when the real action goes on anyway. So let's go out to Quail Point in the meantime. Travis, you have a great shoot back there, your deer hunt. We look forward to your report or a pre-recorded next week. And uh, when you get back, let's head up to Quail Point and shoot some birds. That works for me. You guys have a great weekend. I'll see you at the store. You got it, partner. Take care. Travis Morgan with Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Well, we are uh, up against the clock once again, Mr. Brown. I'm so good at that. I've just uh, excused Mr. Hurley from the show so we can spend a little bit more time talking to our next guest. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Dave Hurley, Western Outdoor News. Thank you for backing off today and uh, allowing us to get in this last interview. Let's go now. No, well, let's go Monday. <laughs> let's go live to jd Ritchie, live on the couch at pyramid lake he is sitting in his trailer right now in the rv park he's got the heater going he's probably got the coffee going is his breakfast ready yet jd uh no you know to be honest i haven't even got out of bed just taking it easy <laughs> i don't play lifestyles of the rich and famous right that's there. right how many days in a row have you fished up at pyramid since the opener oh god all of them um <laughs> And uh, it is – I've been awake, actually, since about 2 o'clock. The trailer is – it feels like you're on a plane in heavy turbulence. It is blowing so hard. And and uh, there's this weird stuff coming out of the sky. It's dumping water out of the sky. Wow. That's – I haven't weird. seen that in months. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's pouring rain here. And I'm looking out the window, and the white caps are huge. And it uh, – this one – they got right on the forecast, so we we called the trip off a couple of days ago. It just didn't look good, but we got yesterday in and and just in time start blowing in the afternoon. But um, fishing has been uh, outstanding. Uh, we'll see for for Monday. I'm gonna I got one day to relearn it all now after this storm for you guys. But uh, think it'll change uh, it much? I you know I don't know. Um, 
right now we have big schools of bait, and the fish are concentrating on bait. The water temp's been 66 on the surface, and I don't think one day of storm is going to dramatically change that. Yeah. Um, you know, wind obviously can push bait around, but um, I, I don't think they're just going to scatter. Usually the, the, the bait, this whole bait scene is, is consistent here until you get like a really big cold storm. And, um, and this, this is cold, but, um, it's just a one day or so. Does it go deeper then once you get a cold storm, it goes deeper the bait? Yeah. Essentially, once you get that first big storm of the year, the bait just dissipates, just kind of moves all over the lake and goes down deep. Yeah. So you'll see bait schools down at a hundred, but you never see the fish on them. They, they seem to come up and, and they're doing something different at that point. But, um, so, and right now there's bait bait in the morning is down deep 70 60 feet something like that in the afternoons it comes up up towards the surface so um i don't know i, I think it's gonna be okay for i mean <laughs> fishing's always good here so it's not like um you know i'm too concerned but uh tomorrow might be a little challenge just post front you know kind of trying to figure out where <laughs> where they are and where where we're going but um well you got 12 hours <laughs> to figure it out jd because we're coming with an attitude on monday morning Yep, yep. Well, we'll, no, uh... we're not. <laughs> we want, we want, we want a breakfast sandwich as soon as we get there, but we know where to get those. Yeah, yeah. Stop at the lodge at Crosby's there or Pyramid Lake Lodge and you're good. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a heck of a ride. I, I mean, to be honest, having a day to just, you know, lick my wounds isn't the worst thing, but yeah, um... I can, I can see the smile on your face right now just by the way you're talking. Enjoy it, my friend. There's no question about yeah, the fact that been, that many, going. that many days in a row. Now, just give the folks an idea how it's tapered off from that wide open bite to the sluggish slower bite that's going on now or, or not. Yeah. I or mean, not. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, it started off the beginning of October in, in uh, I don't even know how you say it, just ridiculous. Off the wall and, is probably the best way. Yeah, and it's it's sub ridiculous now, but it's still the best trout fishing you've ever seen. And and uh I had two just give you an idea, uh yesterday I had two calls from people who fished with me that week saying, Hey, uh how come your calendar's not open for October next year? I'm like, Oh god, I could call the wife and tell her to to uh open up October next year already and then I had two other texts from people back-to-back days that said that was the most incredible my best fishing trip of my lifetime which is pretty cool you know it's like wow i was part of that that's awesome i mean it's mostly the 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 lake that was part of that but i was there along for the ride so uh it's it's just been good and and the last few days and and this is going to sound funny but we haven't gotten any big ones uh 12 pounds is the biggest we've caught in the last few days oh i'm sorry Um, yeah yeah it was funny this guy caught a fish the other day and I, I just unhooked it and let it go. It was probably, you know, four or five pounder and, you know, the biggest trout in most other lakes. And he goes, Whoa, why? I wanted a picture of that. And I'm going to don't worry about it, dude. And he goes, that, that was the biggest trout I've ever caught. I said, and he was a cool guy. I said, you know, to be honest with you, that's the smallest trout we've caught this season. And he started laughing. He goes, Oh man, this is going to be a good day. I said, yeah, you bet it is buddy. So, um, it's just been, you know, it's such a breath of fresh air in light of all these, you know, fisheries that are declining around us. And, uh, you know, as you guys know, I, I got up here to get away from some of that. So um, 
it's nice to see a place that's managed well and, and thriving. And I, having lived through the glory days on the American and those places, and, and I didn't really um, didn't appreciate it, I guess, when it was happening. Uh, here, I try to try to really acknowledge every fish and go, you know, <laughs> someday this might not be here, so let's let's enjoy this. Absolutely. Well, you made the right move. You took off and left the Sacramento area, moved up to South Lake Tahoe area. You fish Tahoe primarily during certain months, and you go over here and you target Pyramid Lake, which is not yeah. – it's a major investment, not only in time but in boats and everything else, not to mention your permit that's required yeah. as a, a guide on Pyramid Lake. Get this, Just folks. South of 10 grand, yeah. $7,500 a year he has to pay for a permit. That means about the first 10 or 12 trips he takes, there's no profit in it at all. So, Jay, yeah, exactly. you know what? You have been working all these hard days up till right now, and you haven't made a buck. Yeah, thanks. thanks for I just thought I'd pass that on to you. Yeah. But, well, you're, but you're about to. But don't forget to pay the government their share of all those trips you've been running. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that, too. Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it, and I'm glad you brought the permit thing up because there's there's a legal guiding going on up here. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, God dang it, you know, you pay 7,500 bucks and then somebody blatantly just comes and, you know, guides around you. So, um, there's seven licensed boat guides here and, uh, and you don't have to go fish with me, but if you're coming up and going guided on pyramid, please just check the, the list and see, make sure the guy you're going with is approved. And uh, again, it doesn't have to be me. There's, six other guys that are good to take you out but now they have their uh, own patrols there on the lake too and they come up and check boats every now and then also yeah yeah there's there's uh the the tribal rangers and police that are out and about and uh so you know they they do the best they can but i've been watching a lot of videos lately on pyramid and i see a lot of people way too close to some islands and some rocks and stuff out there oh yeah that's a fact that's the fact. That that's one of the things they look at. You know, the ranger told me that because when when we go to review permits, uh, we look at people's Facebook pages, you know, and make sure you're not fishing too close to the rock. And you know, so anyway. Well, but, when you get uh, your permits to fish up there, they cost you twenty five bucks for a day of fishing up there. You have to have in advance, and you can buy yep. them at the store the day you're fishing too. So it's no big difficult yeah. thing to obtain. But you have to have that permit. So it's just like your own personal fishing license. You don't need a Nevada fishing license. You just need right. this tribal permit to go out and have a great day out there. Now, if you take your well, own boat, it's another 24 bucks if you've got a boat out there, too, I believe. Yeah, and, and you know, people sometimes grumble. And I, I, I remind them, like, hey, you know, I don't know the allocation, all the funds, but some of that's going back to their hatchery, which raises these things. Yeah, you a, know? Lot, a lot of it goes right back into it. They have done a phenomenal job. And since they Absolutely. added, Gary Irk said it earlier, since they added that pilot uh, strain to it, things have yeah. really taken off. Oh, it, it's, yes. It, it is a world-class destination for fishing. And here, yeah, well, Kent, Kent and I and the other guys are going to go fishing with you. We're going to pay you two and a half, whatever it is, per person to go fishing. We're going to pay for a hotel the night before, call that three and a half total, our meals along the way for less than $500. I can have the fishing trip of my life three hours from my house. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking about it yesterday. Like, these are all bigger than the ones we caught in Alaska this year. You know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, man, and just real quick, uh, 
uh, there's a lot of reports of, of, you know, hey, we got four over 20 today. And, and I'm not saying they didn't, but I, I've personally, <laughs> on my boat on a scale, not had a 20-pounder this year. Um, we've had 18, numerous 17, 16, 15s. But, um, you know, so I, I think a little of the, the 20 is, <laughs> you know, 20, 20, 20 is a little hyperbole. You know, people get excited. These are big fish. They look ginormous. And I, I don't blame people for guessing, like, oh, that's got to be a 20. Yeah, everybody but, wants uh, to go in the store and get a 20-pound pan. That's, that's, like, sure. that's like clear like seven-pounders that weigh 10 pounds. Seven. Exactly. Uh-huh. We've all caught those before. <laughs> J.D., throw the covers off. Get your buns out of bed. Have some coffee and have a great day off. We look forward to fishing with you on Monday morning. And Bob Smalley, Richard Burton, Kent Brown, and myself will all be waiting for you at the Sutcliffe store at 7 o'clock as usual. Awful early. Sounds good. Uh, hopefully it doesn't look like it does right now. I'm poking my head out the door and whoo, she's, uh, she's gnarly. <laughs> All right, partner. Enjoy your day off. Take care and have a good one. All right, guys. Thanks. See you Captain JD Richie. We're looking forward to the trip. I hope you guys will consider one too, whether you go with JD or any of the wonderful licensed guides they have up there. I want to invite you all to listen to us next year because we're going to brag, or next week because we're going to brag about all these big fish. Till then, this is Seth. Tight lines, everybody.